From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. The House passed a $78 billion tax bill in a rare bipartisan vote, but the Senate says no dice. There is a senator that I saw recently. I was on his Twitter page and I saw... I go, this guy's talking a lot about his books and his podcasts and not a whole lot about being a senator. Not a lot of policy talk? Not a lot of policy talk. Okay. It's a lot of buy my book, listen to my podcast. Interesting. Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, uh, has been faking being on a cell phone so that he doesn't have to speak to anybody. Did you see this? Maybe we should start with this one. He's doing this thing with reporters. He's basically what I do to, to my mom whenever my mom... When I was living with my mom, when she needed something from me, I'd be like, oh, I'm on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I can be there on Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Johnson's but done this? He's been doing it. Laura, we got the audio from that where the, <laughs> where the reporters try to ask him a question. Mm-mm. No, but basically what happens is that he- Just pictures. Like the New York Times just had a lot of pictures of people holding microphones to him and him just holding right. a dead iPhone to his the side of his basically, face. So everybody knows that the iPhone isn't on because he's not smart enough to turn the screen away from the camera. <laughs> So he is. He's, Sometimes it's even a banana. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's a shoe. Sometimes it's a chair. It's whatever he can grab to remember, use remember as a phone. McCarthy did the same thing. Yes. Right? And yeah. they said, Mr. McCarthy, we can see the phone's not on. The reporter, you can hear the reporter. We can see you're not on the phone. Right. <laughs> so everybody can see it. And when I see this picture, it's you can see that he's giving the reporter side eye. To see if they, to, if he's duping them. Are they buying it? <laughs> but he, hey, are you guys not? But he's basically, it's a, such a dead giveaway because the screen is not illuminated, which, you know, when you have an iPhone is the thing that happens. Or maybe he's using a ghost phone and we'll never know. A right? burner. It's <laughs> a burner, burner phone. phone. Yeah. So the House passed a $78 billion tax bill. It is a bipartisan, it passed up along bipartisan lines. It is, uh, it's not terribly complicated, but it does bring back certain aspects of tax law that were phased out or aged out. Yeah? Well, it was the it was the child care credit, right? Yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would give average American families about six hundred bucks in tax credit. Yep. And it was one of those moments where people were giving and taking the old statesmanship, the old compromise, right? For for Democrats to get this tax credit reinstated because it was it was uh, what do they call it sun sundowning. Yeah, well, that's right. what it, it lapses, right? Because it, it was part of the it was part of the 2017 Trump tax package, but it sunset it out, and Democrats wanted it to continue because it really did help American families, right? So what Democrats had to give up were these business tax cuts for the Republican side of the aisle, mm. and this I I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I totally back these business credits, these business tax credits. Wow, because you know usually what in 2017. And I've heard all the propaganda. It went to the top 1%. 90% of the tax breaks went to the top 1% of Americans, mm-hmm. you know, because trickle down always has worked. Yeah, always. But, who but, could ever refute that? With data this, and science and years of research. That other than that, you get. Well, that up. ever since 1982, it's never really worked. You could possibly have written thousands of pages on that, <laughs> tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of extensive research by economists, Harvard trained, MIT trained, doesn't really matter. It doesn't exist, right? Totally a fiction. <laughs> totally fiction. Trickle down economics works. Everybody knows that. But this this Republican sought and acquired tax break mm-hmm. is for like a, a tax credit for interest on business loans for small businesses. Oh, okay. It's, That's great. It's a, it's a tax credit for investment in business equipment, mm-hmm. which I'm all for. That's how businesses grow. 
They invest in their business by getting new equipment and expanding. That's the way tax code's supposed to work. So this would be great for everybody. It I think be, so, too. It would be great for Republicans and Democrats. So Grassley's going to kill it. Right. So Chuck Grassley <laughs> steps in, and he doesn't want to sign off on it in the Senate. And so basically that puts it in the position of basically being dead because he would be the deciding, right? He would be the well, well, he said, well, they haven't taken it up yet. And he says, I'm not going to give Biden a win. Oh, that's I mean, that's they're, they're doing it. And I know both sides do this. Both sides play politics. Mm-hmm. But we've talked ad nauseum about how the border deal that's been sought after for months, if not years, that the Republicans scream for border control is going to be kiboshed. Right. Because because now it's an pop, election year. The, the dynamics have changed. Yeah. Right. The uh, the the political math has changed. Mitch McConnell, is, he's, doing, he's doing pretzel bending that he hasn't done since he was in his 20s, <laughs> trying to figure out how to, this thing I've been screaming and begging and fighting for, I can't give you now because we don't want to hurt our party's presumptive nominee. Right. And this is, I think, indicative of, of how the kind of Trump disease has really gotten in deep with certain members of the GOP, where they just can't seem to escape it and pass policy that would actually be good for people because they optically don't want to give Joe Biden the win, which is... I, that happens a lot in election years. I yeah, get it. But, so you got to think about this. So, man, I and I've been going back and forth about this for a long time. So maybe we could tease this out. But I'm not sure if the voting, if if the if the representatives, the senators, Congress people, whoever it is, I'm not sure if they're more afraid of Donald Trump or if they're afraid of that 33 million base. Part of me thinks it's the 33 million base because oh, they I, know that's where the real power is. I think you're right. And the fact that Trump can turn them on you, no matter who you are. Trump or Carlson or whoever right, it right, might be, right. can turn them on you and make you seem as if you are a, you know, a rhino or operating with the deep state or whatever it is. I think that these are people who are more afraid of this undereducated voting block who, you know what I mean, who believes fundamentally that Donald Trump is correct in all of his words and his actions. I saw that there was a an acai bowl cafe that opened up in orange county california that's maga themed did you see this an, an acai bowl. oh, 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 oh see, the, it's, the, a, it's called health food spike it's this okay, crazy invention okay. uh, no, where uh, you go a, those are two words acai bowl acai bowl yeah. okay okay no i, I that that <laughs> i recognize it's called, it's, i've seen those signs driving past them they got all those near like the crispy cream stores yeah i've exactly. seen them in, i've seen them in my rear view mirror no, I know what you mean, but it's a, it's a MAGA themed health it's food shop. It's a MAGA themed health food shop. Is it shop. in a constant state of going out of business sale? No, it's so they've got Trump quotes all over the wall, and they've got a, an eagle that's flying, and it's so it's all you know screen printed. It's not painted, so, so like a you know the, the people do car wraps. Sure, sure, they sure. They basically did that to the inside of this business, and I'm looking at this guy who's got this new acai bowl thing, and the the amazing thing about it is that he thinks about Donald Trump. The way that I thought about Robin Hood when I was five. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But now when you reflect back on it, you realize Robin Hood was kind of a jerk. You ever think about that? He was robbing from the real. They they skipped that robbing part. He was stealing from people. Sure, he was like giving it away. But at the same time, if you actually think about it in contemporary context... I mean, it's murdering people, yeah. stealing from people, ambushes, laying sometimes, waves, and yeah, yeah. disrespecting the law. Yeah, I mean, these yeah. are things as, as a 36 year old, I look back on and I go, five year old me was such a criminal, right? <laughs> five year old yeah. me was a cab 100%. And now that I'm 36, I'm like, you know, that Robin Hood character is actually pretty bad. <laughs> you know, what I'm there's a fiction that's been developed, and yeah. that's why this guy had this thing. Uh, you know, in other Senate news, uh, the, the. Who's this? Who's this? Uh, 
this guy that's not uh, not worried about policy. He's worried about podcasts. Oh yeah. So I, you know, I I waste my life on Twitter because I have no wife and I have no children, and so my parasocial relationships are my strongest attachments, and they mean the most to me. So of course, I'm going on Twitter, and I come across uh, Ted Cruz's Twitter page, and I think, oh, what does the fine senator? from texas have to say who's he fighting for today who's he fighting yeah. for today yeah. and what i found was is that the vast majority of his tweets are either about his book or about his podcast or about trans people now nary a mention about any policy that he's putting forth or yeah. any idea well luckily he's not in a border if, state oh if, wait if you follow rand paul or thomas massey both members of the gop they often will showcase the language that's in the bill that they are voting for or against i could not find that in ted cruz's but i did find a coupon for five percent off his book <laughs> do we have audio of this laura because he's, he's making more he's been doing podcast appearances more than he's in the senate here's what that sounded like well he got called out on yeah. um, chris hayes uh, MSNBC show and the guy who's running against Ted Cruz and Chris Hayes were talking about as I, I pulled about what, what's yeah, important yeah, to no. Ted Cruz right exactly yeah. okay it's- this is people might think this is weird or petty but I, I'm going to talk I think it's weird for a U.S. Senator to do five podcast yeah. episodes yeah. a week yeah. I'm not wrong <laughs> that's right? right no that's right I mean, it's very time consuming like when I appear on a podcast it takes time but being the host and he normally does three a week so I, that was actually news for me that he was up to five uh, you know, he, he's a media personality. That's what he wants to do. He's not a serious legislator. I mean, we're talking about these negotiations in the Senate right now. You'll never see him a part of those negotiations. He won't be rolling up his sleeves and trying to figure out a compromise on how we can you know, legislate to move forward. This is what he does. He goes on podcasts. He goes on you know, cable news. And that's what he does. That's what I mostly saw on his Twitter feed. And once you actually look at the totality of it, the aggregate of it, you think to yourself, it's a lot, there's, you know, this guy spends more time in front of cameras, in front of microphones than I do. And I do a three hour show. And then we do thir- <laughs> it's, it's your main, it's my main yeah. job. This guy spends more time in front of cameras than anybody else I know. And so when I look at that and I compare it to what's going on in the Senate, how they're split over the border deal in which Joe Biden has said, I will close the border to process the three to 6 million asylum claims that we have right now. Give me the funds and I will do this thing. Give me this money. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks. I will do this thing. Even Joe Biden gets it. <laughs> Joe Biden gets it. The fact Give that- <laughs> me that cash and I will do this right. thing. Joe Biden, that's literally what he's saying. Give me the funding to process these asylum claims and I will shut it down today and they won't give it to him. And so I'm thinking, why? If it's an issue, if we're worried about, quote unquote, fentanyl and we're worried about all this other kind of stuff, why wouldn't we just say, okay, well, this is a pretty good compromise. We get the funding. He gets the ability to shut down the border. He processes the asylum claims, which on average, probably about 30 to 40 percent of those will be rejected on average. Just speaking. Well, yeah. Isn't isn't it like maybe 13 percent of of asylum seekers actually have valid claims? It's really low. And then what usually ends up happening is that they get a uh, – I forget what the technical term is, but it's basically like a path to an alternative route to citizenship, which then takes between five and seven years. Oh, like the green card lane? Getting the green card lane? Yeah, yeah. So a friend of mine, when I was in college – I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. When I was in college, one of my roommates was Angel, and he he was Oaxacan in – uh, ethnicity and his mom had come over uh, into the United States and he came over in the United States when he was like two I think okay and so he was part of the DACA program the dreamers dreamers okay. and so I wrote a letter on his behalf to his immigration officer saying I live with him we go to school together we go to the dining hall together uh, you know I, I 
proud to be an American, right. or at he's, least I know I'm he's free. He's the epitome of the American dream. Right, exactly. And his dream was, and he actually does it, was he wanted to get into immigration law so that people wouldn't have to do what he did when he was two. Okay. Which is like, if you think about the arc of someone coming into the country, <laughs> it's, I want to become a lawyer so that people don't have to break the law, right? That's Seriously, a pretty yeah. good arc. And so I was proud to write that letter. Point being, uh, his mom was on that that waiting list, that green card waiting list for about a decade right. before any of that went through. She was in the United States. She was working. She was paying taxes. So, I mean, you got to think about it from that. And this is in California, by the way. So, you know, this is right. <laughs> this is on the on the the sanctuary side of things. But I think all too often when people portray immigrants coming into the country, they so, all too often paint them as just the worst people on the planet. When the vast majority of these people are like, I just want to work somewhere where I can make a wage that is livable as opposed to my country, which has been raped and pillaged by greedy mega corporations from Europe. Right. right? And, and and this deal that's been that's been brokered in the Senate that is dead on arrival, according to I'm on my phone, Mike Johnson doesn't even <laughs> I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone um, doesn't even doesn't even address the dreamers. It does. Which, which the Democrats have been hanging on to for a better part of a decade. Right. They don't even they're willing to forego that to get a deal made. Because they know that immigration is a dead issue for them, and it's going to kill them in the election. And that's why Trump doesn't want this bill to pass. Right. Because that's his number one issue. They can't run on the economy anymore. Good politics, bad government. Yes. Good politics, bad government. Speaking of, by the way, uh, so because our media betters don't want to discuss the complexity and the nuances of bipartisan legislation and debating, because that's boring. Boo! Policy? I don't want to talk about that. There has been a media storm around Taylor Swift, and somebody decided to cut together this montage of the of the commentariat class of which we are a part of discussing Taylor Swift at great length this is OAN uh Fox News mm-hmm. uh what's the other one Newsmax is Newsmax on here Newsmax is on here um as well as some other like a uh, uh, social media guys right. like let's, Sobiak let's, and whoever yeah, and, let's play this it's about yeah. a minute long but here's what that sounds like Pentagon psyop unit pitched NATO on turning <laughs> Taylor Swift into an asset She's the perfect vehicle to go to those low propensity uh, white liberal women. We can do this as well. We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock. We have Ted Nugent. We have influencers. Right? We have all these people. John Voight. This is a little bit what idolatry, I think, looks like. And you're not supposed to do that. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. He's going, let's effing go. If I heard that and, and my son was dating a girl has a mouth like a teamster, that's Whoa. it. We both said that we were cheering for the opposite team, the Ravens, to beat out the Chiefs just because we have had enough of Taylor Swift. Don't get involved in politics. We don't want to see you there. Major League Sports in and of itself is nothing but a psyop. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going yeah. to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. That that lady Public from, indoctrination yeah, camps? Yeah, buddy. You don't know about the uh, that lady on OAN, by the way, her full rant. She actually was talking about how the only the only reason that men watch sports is because they were failed athletes, and so they live in the reflective glory of people who are making more money than they are. A little too that, that, I gotta admit. <laughs> that lady being, was being, being a failed, brutal. Yeah. I just like Jack Posobiec saying, uh, we have celebrities too, gang. Hey, we have big name celebrities. You know, like Kid Rock because it's 1999, and you know, and like Nuge. and Nugent because it's 1976, and everybody loves Cat Scratch Fever. <laughs> and then we also have John Voight. Jo- I said, jo- Academy Award winning jo- Deliverance. 
Anyone? I said John Voight. He's an act. Angelina Jolie's so dad. dad. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's who he is. <laughs> Don't make me whip out my Kevin Sorbo. Right. I'm just saying that the, this is giga cringe. Yeah. And now I'm beginning to think that the PSYOP is the PSYOP, meaning it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where they're like, Taylor Swift is everywhere. We can't stop talking about Taylor Swift. Why is everybody talking about Taylor Swift? And then they do 20 minutes of coverage. On the on the what is it the, on the on the five? Yeah, and we we polled our audience. They're sick of hearing about her. Right, we polled our audience. They don't want. She should stay out of politics. You know, just like how all these other musicians like that, that are for Trump have stay out of politics, or like you know, like all those guys, like Jason Aldean should yeah, stay out of politics. Stay out of politics, yeah, okay. right? Or like any of these other like conservative Christian conservative art, artists out there. <laughs> Taylor Swift ought to do a song called "Try That on a Billion Dollar Global World Tour." I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just think that there is this, uh, you, there is such a weird dichotomy here because you can't simultaneously say artists can't engage in politics or engage in speech, but then also champion Kid Rock, also champion Ted Nugent, yeah. whatever it is. When, in, in, in terms of on the scale of, of provocative female artists, Laura, back me up on this. It, it, Taylor Swift is pretty PG. Milk toast, one milk, would say. Oh, yeah. milk toast. She's friendship bracelet caliber. Right. Okay, yeah. seriously. She's every mom's she's dream. She's America's sweetheart. Right. She's, yeah, every mom's dream pop star. I mean, if you look at, let us just say, like a Miley Cyrus circa 2012, that's a disaster, right? If we're going back to Britney Spears back in the day, that's a disaster. Mm. It's overtly highly sexualized. Right. It's overtly very uncomfortable. Taylor Swift is singing songs to little girls about falling in love with a guy. Yeah. And, and, you know what I mean? So what you're telling me is is this blonde haired blue eyed white woman who is very very successful and her family's been very very successful basically living the american dream and then there's this football player who is very very good at his job mm -hmm. they form a romance and because she one time got 35,000 people to register to vote now she's the psyop and enemy and by the way when Jesse Waters says NATO floated the idea of, of <laughs> making Taylor Swift a, a, uh -huh. an op I, saw, yeah. I looked into that it was during COVID. They wanted to do a celebrity campaign to encourage people to social distance. And she was on a list of about a thousand people that they thought about approaching and saying, would you mind cutting a 30 second video? So you're saying it's true. Yeah. Well, because that means that Aaron Paul is a psyop. Brian Cranston is a psyop. Right, Tom right, Hanks is a right. psyop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every celebrity who participated, Mark Ruffalo, Everybody's on that list, and because she was on the list, now she's a psyop, right? Two five three says Taylor Swift is insanely popular. These people are terrified of a Biden endorsement. So they gotta trash her and make up excuses. So base, so very base indeed. Puxatani Phil and our ritual of torturing a marmot every year <laughs> happened today, and I got it. I have very strong feelings about this. Yeah. So if anybody's a fan of Puxatani Phil. They might want to just skip ahead in the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, a content warning. It's a content guys. warning. Should I, I leave the studio? Yes. Because <laughs> I watched this footage and I Aww. thought it was so cute. I'm going to ruin this for everybody when we get back right after this. And then the fascists came down and they said, we have to get rid of straws. Or based. If I see one more straws. picture of a sea turtle with a plastic straw in its nose, I'm going to vomit. Ranger based with war looming on the horizon, death and destruction, chaos on an untold scale. Let us avert our eyes away. No, we say. 
ignore this neoliberal matrix that we all live in, in which our taxpayer dollars go to fund the killing of other human beings. Let us uh, avert our eyes to Punxsutawney Phil, the savior, <laughs> the savior of these fine United States, shall the we? peaceful little Hamlet. Why talk about war when we could talk about Punxsutawney Phil, a marmot in the ground that we torture every single year by bringing out this little marmot out of the ground and raising him up in front of a crowd of thousands of people in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, while they all scream at this tortured little creature who has no idea what's going on, no clue. Does Punxsutawney Phil have? Not a clue to be had, Mr. O'Neill. Afraid, lonely, scared mayhap. No other marmots to engage with marmot chatter in so that he can relay his feelings of fear and desperation and sadness, confusion, angst mayhap. No. We shall lift him above and hold him. All of all of us hominids, we shall raise him above and say, gaze upon Philip and all of his holiness. Why do we do this every year? Why do we torture this animal this way, Spike? And more importantly, why are you in favor of it, my friend? <laughs> why am That's I skipping, the real question. Why am I skipping it this year? Because I usually fly in two days early <laughs> to celebrate and play in an oompa band. I pick up oompa band I'm in at the count square. Um, you're assuming Phil doesn't go back to some Phil's dream lair. You know, paved in, in blue and green, purple velvet with a bunch of females laying around for Phil's entertainment pleasure. This is, this is the mayor no, of Punxsutawney. This is still torture. This is a superstar. Listen to what they did. Listen to what they did. This, they, they, cha- they, they scream at him <laughs> yeah. before he they bring him out of this box. I don't know if it's climate controlled or not. And then they hoist him up. To him, he from his view, it's exactly what the Mayans saw right before they were sacrificed on Diglio Tepe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. That's exactly yes. what ancient Mayans would see right before the jade axe would sever their head from their body. And we're supposed to be okay with this, Spike? I'm not okay with it. I said it. Let's, all right, let's hear it. Let's Daybreaker, hear. please place the royal red carpet. Mr. Vice President, please place the scrolls upon the stump. Before we get Phil out, we get him fired up by chanting, Phil, 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 Can you imagine the terror? Phil, In Groundhog, that's death, 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 death. It's Punxsutawney Phil! He has no idea what's going on. He's he, they hold is, him up, genitals exposed to right. the crowd. Genitals exposed to the crowd. It's the Lion King. Seriously, <laughs> hey, no dignity. Right, no dignity whatsoever for that poor little creature. He doesn't know that he's ugly. He doesn't know it. He's one of God's creatures. He has no idea that he's hideous to look at. He'll haunt children's dreams for decades to come, and yet he's being hoisted up without his consent so that people can gawk at his nether region <laughs> and be on all major television spike. And you're in favor of this. Why? Why, tradition. my friend? Tradition. We've been doing it since the 1850s, right? Sure. It used to be a tradition to call women witches and throw them in the river, but we don't do that anymore, do we, Spike? We don't. <laughs> I'm going to call home really quick. <laughs> we don't do that um, anymore, do we, O'Neill? I mean, first off, he's not even batting 500. He's a terrible, terrible weatherman. He never gets it right. Anymore. Yeah, because he's scared. He's, yeah. he's scared. Yeah, he's yeah. under duress. And can we trust that he's really saying, he's really seeing a shadow? Or is this just projected upon him? Is this like big weather trying to sell us more shovels, more rock salt, right. more snow tires? I'm just more like if if I had to explain this to an alien, if I had to explain, oh. you understand? So the aliens come down and they land in East Lake right next to my very expensive apartment. Uh-huh. And then they teleport into my apartment. Shoo, shoo, shoo. And then all of a sudden I'm like, aliens, what are you guys doing here? But they don't have mouths. So they speak to me telepathically. Like that Star Trek episode. Like in Star Trek. Yeah. And they say, Jack. 
we have received your radio broadcasts past the moon, many moons of what you call Jupiter, mm-hmm. but what we call, and <laughs> we are curious about this strange. Uh, festive, this festival that we keep hearing about, and I say, sure, I'll tell you all about it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, they're going to ask me about Coachella. They're going to mm-hmm. ask me about the President of the United States. Sure, Burning Man. Burning Man. Right. They're going to ask me about something about the human race. And then they're going to say, we noticed that in a place that you call Pennsylvania, there is a, 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 an experience in which a bunch of hominids raise up a, a lesser creature for all to see and then sacrifice him to the sun god so that the, <laughs> the winter comes sooner. Why is this the case? And I say, oh, that's some creepy thing that they've been doing over there for like 150 years. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, and they should probably say, you realize that this could be the determining factor in whether or not these aliens blow us up or not? <laughs> Do you realize this? You guys realize this? I didn't realize it was all going to come down Because we're not showcasing the, the large Hadron we're Collider. We're not sending them our best and our brightest. So we're not sending them our best and our brightest. Brightest when we're like, yeah, so what What do human beings do ri- ritualistically? Well, you know, we take a varmint and we hold it up in the air and then we pray that the springtime comes sooner. Some of us wear tuxedo t-shirts and top hats. Right. And then we play Oompa Loompa music in the background, which everybody hates, by the way. This like bizarre Kafka-esque oh. calliope music that we play in the background. Like it's just a sad circus. Beep, boop, beep. Boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. And then we lift up little Phil, and little Phil is literally having a heart attack because he doesn't know what's going on. And then what do we do with him afterwards? Just like in Hook, the boo box. You go back in the box. You're done, son. What is this, Spike? Come on now. We can't live this way. While I'm a fan of the pomp and circumstance that is Groundhog Day, I, I, you know, I, I have been a fan for my whole life. I thought it was, it was quaint and cute and wonderful. Yeah. But as Laura brought this this to us today, he, he looks sedated. He <laughs> looks like they've tranked him up for the event. Look at him. Look at him. His eyes are half shut. His, his, he looks, he looks his, like Joe Biden. He looks, he looks kind of like, looks like he's campaigning at a stump speech in Pennsylvania. He really does. He looks like Joe Biden when he walks out. Okay, you guys. Spring's, spring is here. It's springtime in America. Is it spring sometimes? He's looking really doped up. I'll tell you why. Because they don't want him to bite anybody because he's scared. I'm thinking that too. Right? right? So I say this is what my official decree is to the fine people over in Pennsylvania. Here's mm-hmm. my, because I'm willing to split the baby on this one okay get a fake robot that looks like a real marmot right so that we don't have to torture Hmm. phil anymore and we that's what we do henceforth right kind of like a chuck e cheese kind of robotic hi everybody no no no, it's realistic right so for the children okay so but we have the illusion that it's that's really real yeah but in actually, it's kind of like the wax presidents. You know what I mean? <laughs> Disney, we, yeah. Right. So we can go and oh, Abraham the whole of varmints. Right. Exactly. But it's just a fill robot that uh, no, it all it really needs is one motion. It just needs like a shrimp motion where right. it just folds kinda, forward. Yeah, yeah. Let me go. You know, that's all it really needs. <laughs> And then we're done with it, right? And we can move on with our lives. And we don't have to torture this poor creature what anymore. What if we get Jeff Dunham to make a puppet of a, f- and he just kind of has it in his hand? Yeah, that's right? good. You Laura, know, I mean, I'm sure they've taxidermied past Phils, right? Oh, is there is that a hall? Too dark? Is there uh, is, a hall I'm wondering of past if there already Phils? is a hall of past Phils. <laughs> oh, that's I'd see that. Could come I'd into go play. there. I'd go there. <laughs> I'd pay money. I'd get a T-shirt. No stupid. And a hat. No stupid questions. Eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six. That's the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. This is a segment of the show where you can ask us any question that crosses your mind, because we don't often have time to get to every story that's in the news. So, for instance, right now, the United States just had airstrikes in Syria. 
big old deal over there that I'm sure will end up being a huge nothing burger. But if you want to ask us about anything, hey, why don't you guys talk about this? What's going on with the Houthi rebels? No more two-state solution talk, though, because we get those every day. Someone's always like, I'm going to be clever, and I'm going to ask about the Israel-Palestine conflict. I can't answer that question every day. <laughs> no, we ha- and we have and covered I, this. I have covered yeah, this yeah. many times. You can find it in the archives of the podcast, wherever you get fine podcasts. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. There are no stupid questions. Only stupid answers. That's right. No stupid questions. 888-973-5476. That's the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Someone has a question for you, Spike. This is from Mike in the 360. He says, Spike, if you were stranded on a desert island and you had a choice between Ted Nugent's greatest hits or Taylor Swift's greatest hits, which would you choose? Smiley Um, face. Oh, I got to go with the Nuge. As much as I disdain the man's political points of view and the fact that he brings a load of machine gun on stage, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I love some old Nugent. I love some great guitar work. Some, you know, Intensities and Ten Cities is a great live record. You know, I love Free For All. Yeah, it's all boomer music. Uh, 360 says, I'd love to hear more about the Texas border issue. The governor of Texas has called out the federal government, installed razor wire on the border, which was was told to take it down by the Supreme Court. But now 20-plus states stand with Texas. There have been trucker convoys going down there and folks on social media calling on former military members to head down there to defend our border. Why is this not talked about more feels important? 360, I think you might be about two weeks behind in the news cycle, my friend. I mean, everybody talked about it extensively. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, why isn't, on, why isn't it an ongoing conversation? Because Joe Biden can't really do anything about it unless he wants to weaponize the National Guard. And then I believe in the desire to live in a cohesive country. He says, well, I'll just keep trying to adjudicate this in the court system. And that's boring for people, right? So I have to look at people submitting court documents and referencing legal cases. And it's all legal jargon. Mm -hmm. To be quite frank, you know, frank with you, 360, I don't. I don't believe that Abbott has, quote unquote, called out the federal government because Greg Abbott has neglected his ability in many cases to influence legislation in the state of Texas. There are laws that they could have copied, like the laws that they have in Arizona, the laws they have in Georgia, the laws they have in Florida, which would give his highway patrolmen or officers of the law the ability to send people that they find who are in the country illegally directly back to Mexico. Why don't they have that law in place? I don't know. Greg Abbott can go to the Republican-controlled House and he could say, can you guys draft this bill up for me so we can sign it into law, just like Arizona's? You could photocopy it at a Kinko's and then send it around, right? And somebody could sign it and they don't do it. So I don't – basically the position that I took on this, Spike, was I don't like chest puffing. I think it's giga cringe when people do this thing where it's like, you're sticking up to the feds. No, he's not. He still takes federal funding for mm-hmm, literally mm-hmm. everything. He is still in negotiations for more federal funding. This is not, I'm sticking it to the man. This is a petulant child who doesn't want to take down his death traps and also doesn't want to admit on national TV that the majority of people who go into Texas do so in tunnels, and that's how the majority of fentanyl gives, gets into this country. But, of course, that's much too complicated to talk about. So let's just talk about death traps and the fact that trucker convoys are going down there. 
there. Plus, tunnels are bad television. You tunnels point, are bad. You TV. point to the ground and tell people there are tunnels under there. Right. It doesn't really sell. Um, I would say we have a border. We have a border security crisis because we have an immigration policy crisis. Yeah, that's what it is. Let's, just, let's get some legislation pushed forward. Yeah, can we? Can we yeah, all agree well, there to that? is great legislation on that. Just Republicans don't want to sign off on it, which is giga cringe. Um, which one? The the the, the ratio. What do you think the best ratio is for peanut butter or jelly sandwich? It, it everybody always gets this wrong. It's it the ratio is like 70/30 peanut butter to jelly. Oh, good. Good answer. That's what you got to do. I a, like this. A nice thin spread of the jelly okay. just to sweeten the peanut butter cuz all right. the protein. You're having a peanut butter sandwich. You're having a peanut butter yeah. sandwich Thank but you. you're basically Jelly's been along for the ride for far too if long. If you've got jelly that's periscoping over the edge of the bread, oh no, no. That's no, a no. that's a huge issue. It's got to be nice and tight. I'm a military man. I like a military meal. Name the movie. Someone name the movie. Know, Anybody? Anybody great. know the line? I don't know. I'm a military man. I, I don't want the peas touching the potatoes because when the peas go into the... You don't know the movie? Oh, is that A Boy's Life? No. Someone in the text line has great to know Santini? No, no, no. I'll oh. tell you. I'll okay, tell you okay, off okay. air. But it's, <laughs> don't give me the answer. If somebody, wait, We've got right. a Cairo There's coffee some, mug. To the no first, text yet, but I'm waiting. I'll okay. Cairo coffee mug for the first correct text. If somebody gives this right, I will give you my Cairo radio coffee. <laughs> nice. I'm a military man. I like a military meal. I can't have the food touching. That's great. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> LL Cool J. Anybody? Michael Gambon. Anybody? Someone's got to know this movie. Oh, was that the shark one? I don't want to waste no, everything. Maybe so many people are texting in that it froze our timeline. <laughs> <laughs> really? Cairo coffee mug is a much sought after prize. I will I legit tell give somebody one of my mugs <laughs> if they can name this movie. But chunky or smooth? Oh, chunky. Oh, no. I'm not a savage. Whoa, Spike, no, hold on. No, Are we no, ending no, the show no, on this? No, I am, I, am I firing I you over this? Yeah, I, was a fr- I stepped into the void. You're I, going, I smoothed into are the you, void. Are, what are you, for? Smooth? Yeah, Andrew, smooth. back me up on this. It's chunky, right? <sighs> Depends on the application. Thank you. Chunky. I'm surrounded by enemies in a den of thieves. <laughs> Laura. Chunky gets stuck in your teeth all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, 360 was the first. They said toys. Yes, it's toys. 360. Oh. Yes, it's toys. Nate wow. in Seattle got it right, too, but oh, you were just wow. a minute, okay. like 30 seconds behind. Can you give 360 my email address, and I'll see. I'll get him a mug. <laughs> nice. Okay, thank you so much, Laura. But toys it, the Robin Williams movie. It's, it is, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. a scene where he's arguing, and he's because he goes to lunch, and they bring him the food tray, <laughs> and he's upset because the peas are touching the mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's great. It's one of the best lines in the movie. I'm a military... He's, he's throwing a fit over it. I'm a military man. I like a military meal. Hello, cool Jay's a very underrated actor and very underrated comedic actor. Uh, Laura, are you a smooth or are you a, a chunky person? Uh, I could go either way. <laughs> this is, I can't believe this. You're going to make somebody a fine wife. I'm, I'm going to fire everybody. <laughs> no, I'm not picky. I'm going to fire really everybody in this building. Uh, so this is interesting. Someone wants to know about that, um, the, the, the liquor and cannabis board going after the, uh, the, those gay bars. Uh-huh. And how the lewd conduct kind of thing is still, it seems it's pretty opaque right now, right? It's probably not the best wording. seems a little transparent. (laughs) (laughs) Also dangerous area. It just seems seems like the liquor and and cannabis boards is one thing. And then Inslee comes in and he says, well, I'll split the baby here. And it can be, but not employees. And it just seems like just get a law on the book so people know whether or not they can go into a place naked or not. And I, my vote on that would be no, right? That would be the I best way to do it. A, a decorum and common sense would dictate no. A military-grade rocket was discovered in Bellevue's... Uh, Bellevue? In a Bellevue man's garage. A I, what? A military-grade rocket. And I, I read over the article like five or six times because it, when it said 1.5 kiloton warhead, 
I went, well, okay, so, so is that, wow. is that like an Oppenheimer thing or there's a fraternity that's no longer going to be formally recognized by Washington State University? This is more important than people might think, being that it speaks to a much larger problem with boys. Salmonella outbreak connected to a Bellevue IHOP sickens three people, may happily know one of them, and also... Washington Democrats step up to ban gas-powered landscaping equipment, and everybody's saying it's not going to work. I happen to be 50-50 on this issue. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this.